We here at Rebels just want to start this episode off by doing something we understand is something completely necessary to do. With everything currently going on in the world at the moment, this change, this revolution, this social and cultural collective realignment, it was important to express our part of this new dialogue. As white people, we understand the nature of our ingrained privilege and that when we speak, we speak from a perspective of entitlement. This has afforded us the opportunity to view the life we live and others in a way that can be seen as biased and at times some would argue as ignorant. However, with this cultural shift, we wanted to say we at Rebels are aware and take note of this important movement. This movement to be inclusive, to bring to the forefront the black and indigenous lives who have been pushed aside for far too long. It is not easy to make this shift. It will take time, but with the ability to be consciously self-reflective, we are then able to have the hard conversations. We think we will be able to do our part and help in starting change from the grassroots at home and with family and friends. Thank you for listening. And if there's anything you feel you would like to contribute to help make this podcast more progressive, please feel free to hit us up. So sit back, have a laugh and join us with Rebels Without a Clue. Welcome to the episode this week, guys. So this week we've gotten a couple of degrade celebrities on the show with us. <laughs> <laughs> we were pushing B grade for a bit there. I was. Jensen. What do you mean? Jensen's always been D E. D E. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, okay, well, it seems <laughs> like we bypassed the necessary need to, to introduce say, you, cunts. You want to do the okay? So. Here we have, obviously, it's myself and Tony are here. And so, do we, so, do we introduce by their real names or by their stage names? Well, let's go real names and then they can introduce their stage, stage names. names All right, well, you're going to give us a lowdown on your stage names. Well, so, we have one, Dean, and we have another, Jensen. Dean, stage names, go. Dean Dell. That's it. Nah, OG stage name. What was it? Shorten it. Enemy. No, no, no. You've got to say it. No, you fucking have to say it. You have to say it now. No, OG was New Boys Mixing. Yeah, and that, our, I do remember that. You do remember yes. that? Yes. So, I remember back in the day when we first started, what was it? It was just a cassette tape, right? That I got someone to, uh, uh, what you call it, design an image for. Yeah, so it was. It was a logo. Yeah, exactly it was a cassette right. tape. Exactly. I was thinking about that before, man. And it was basically just New Boys Mixing. I don't know how we came across it or how we created it back in the Jensen day. Jensen created it. But I think it was when we first started DJing in Dino's Garage, yeah. two doors down, and I think we just needed to come up with a name. And being as we young. I was going to say, like, how, was there any thought process behind actually uh, New well, Boys Mixing? New no. because we were new in the scene. Yeah. Boys because obviously we were boys. <laughs> and mixing you definitely because. weren't men at the time. <laughs> and so boys was because we were mixing. <laughs> That's a good fucking logic. Yeah, was that it? And then we just Jesus. stuck together and then we just said it was just an abbreviated version of like... Do you go by anything separate now? Separate. No, you went Jensen Van. Oh, Jensen Van Lam. Only because, <laughs> <laughs> only because it was like back then when we first started... Every DJ day, was Van something. <laughs> yeah, every so DJ was out of like Holland. So they yeah. were Dutch of some sort and that Van was basically the real name. So yeah, like okay. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Back in Did the you have any alter egos that you wanted to go by? Never. No. No? Okay. 
And UNT, like when you down the, later down the track, but what? that was only because we'll call the Supremes because what? that's right. He's I remember, yeah, he, I mean, he fucking has. He's been um, recycled a bit. The Supremes came about because myself and T at the time, because um, I left you. <laughs> Dean, went on, Dean, Dean went on remember to that, bigger, things, bigger bit, bit of things. Like, yeah, it was two directions. Because at the, at the same time, it was like Dean, Dean was pursuing producing wise, and I wasn't at that point right then and there. Yeah. And then it was basically, I remember it was just for kicks, myself and T, we entered a uh, DJ competition. And we're sitting at his laptop, and we needed to fill out an application form to get in. It was at Oh, so it was like a, a legit? Yeah, it was a legit. Okay. Uh, it was legit back then anyway. Was that at Room? It was at Room 680. Yeah. And we needed to come up with a name because we couldn't just use our real names, obviously. And I remember T had a skateboard deck above the <laughs> MacBook on his wall. Yeah. And it was the brand Supreme. Yeah, yeah. And so we just looked at it. So you made like, Supreme cool before it was actually cool. Yeah. No, it was cool. It was already cool yeah, yeah. back then. Not as, cool as not, as, not as mainstream as it is now. And so it was just, we looked at it and we go, fuck it, we'll just run it. Because it was just for shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And so that's what we went, went with, and then uh, it stuck. Okay. After all those years. Fair enough. Fair cool. Well, do you want to roll out uh, the formalities? Oh, uh, look, I might as well. If you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to go like and subscribe us on our new newest platform, Anchor. But you can also still follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, and various other podcast platforms. You can also follow us on our social medias on Instagram, Rebels Without a Clue 03, Twitter, Rebels Without a 1, and Facebook, Rebels Without a Clue Podcast. Awesome. There we go. Well, I suppose... You've done that a few times, though? Just a little. Oh, yeah, but wait till he starts fucking it up. Oh, he ruins the shit out of that. It was a oh, yeah. machine. Rebels without a clue. Oh, fuck me. Honestly, it was Rebels That was last week. No, the movie's Rebels without a cause. And now we kind of adjusted. I'm a good man. Oh, my God. And we had podcast art designed by a graphic designer. Yeah, we haven't we've actually got a yet. new logo incoming. Oh, right. It looks fucking... It looks pretty boss. Yeah, it's Is fucking sick. for <laughs> what, I can. I think you should. I'll show you what it looks like. Yeah, no, no, no. It's yeah, no, no, no. It's not a video. I don't know why. For some oh, reason, that's mad. Oh, that's awesome. That's mad. Yeah, he's sent me the update. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that the that update or is there another update? Say new cigars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Post Malone. That's all right, huh? Yeah, I do not look the like the chick that shaved my dog the other day. Looks like Post Malone. The chick that shaved your dog the other day. Well, did you just have a random girl walk up at your house and start shaving no, your dog? I took my dog to a random place to shave it. A place to shave it? <laughs> when did we go shave. Russian? I took my dog to a random place to shave. She looked like Was she unattractive then? Well, that's... Yeah, not to me. She wasn't attractive to me, no. Okay. Very well, interesting. Maybe to you. It depends on if you think if Post Malone's attractive or not. <laughs> yeah, but I'm post- kind of concerned if you do think Post Malone is hot, with yeah, tattoos no, or not with? When have you seen him without tattoos? Correct. Uh, early days. There's when? photos of him. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen him. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. We'll, we're, we'll have a look at that later. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> just to make a point here. Because that's pissed me off. I just called Post Malone hot on, on a podcast. That's there fine. You go. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So what is this episode of? So, how we wanted to work this out was, considering we have two music-based people, we thought it'd be a good idea to actually touch on music and kind of explore their take and perspective on all of it. 
And you know, fun fact, this is actually our first episode on, based music. on music. Yeah. See? We haven't yeah. done one yet. Yeah. <laughs> so we got the big dogs in. <laughs> big new boys, big <laughs> Big dogs are probably call you as chihuahuas. Bro. <laughs> not the big guy celebrity, man. I got to a B grade celebrity. Thank you. That, uh, that's awesome. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so, I'm curious. Growing up, what did you listen to? What Jensen was bi- start. Okay, Jensen. So, apart from karaoke, what did you listen to? <laughs> 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 Your mum in the lounge room <laughs> singing karaoke. At the time, I'd say when, when growing through, I'd say... Because mum and dad, being a typical ethnic sort of Asian household, mum and dad were never at home. So, we always got brought up... Um, and I actually grew up in New Zealand, so I was born in New Zealand, and we got brought up by... How long were you in New Zealand for? I think we were in, I was born in 86, so I was in New Zealand for three years, um, and then we always got brought up sort of in a Western sort of household. Um, we had nannies and whatnot that looked after us. So we were always exposed to, you know, like, um, sort of like folk music, because it was a small country town in New Zealand. Did you ever take to it? No, I never took okay. to it. Okay. I forgot that. Yeah, so when, but then when we came across and we relocated to Sydney... Um, it was more so my sister, because I've, I've got three older sisters. Yeah. And they were always influenced by, I'd say, their high school mates. And at the time, um, it was more so, I'd say, it was like Chinese music. Mm-hmm. Even though we did not understand what the song was about, <laughs> we still listened to it. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny, because it was just like, when you mentioned what song was it? It was, I don't know, it was pop like, poppy. It was like, oh, like K-pop. It's, it's basically what K-pop was. Okay, like okay. Chinese music, yeah. All I've got is the vision of Jensen sitting with his three sisters and go, Oi, this jams. <laughs> this fucking jams. <laughs> but then it was only until we started, when I started high school, when, when I met you and, and the rest of the guys, when we started listening to like, um, sort of like house electro music. Yeah. I can put the uh, track down. Yeah. I know the exact track that got everyone into it. What? Benny Benassi says South fashion, yeah, 100%. That's what we come across the other no, 100%. night. 100%. Yeah. It, it was between Linkin Park released that killer album. Hyper Theory. Or Meteora. Or Meteora. Yeah, or one of the, the other. Bang. Yeah. It was yeah. the best. Yeah. There was nothing better. Yeah. And then, like, within that month, Benny Benassi's Satisfaction came out, yeah. I reckon. Because I remember us playing table tennis in the... Smashing it to that song. And that was the biggest thing ever, yeah? Yeah, better Agreed? Than yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And then it just took off, man. And I feel like it gained momentum when Sessions 3 came out, oh, Ministry oh, of Sound. What was Sessions 3? Oh, blue. The blue. The navy blue? Yeah. Yeah. There was a few, man. Like, no, the one that was... That and Vinyl Push-Up. Yes. See, a lot of people yeah, know Vinyl Push-Up, though. Dirty Vinyl Push-Up? No, no, no. No, no. no, no, no actual Vinyl Push-Up album. Oh, and it was a local dude, Andrew Padula. Padula. With that black, was it a black, the black, label? black label, man? That's the best compilation album ever. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Ever. There's nothing that remotely comes close. No, bro. The tunes. How on many that- times have we gone through that and realised that that was just tune after tune yeah, after it set, tune? It set, it set the scene. It set the scene in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, well, and I reckon you agree with that. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly. I agree. Yeah, agree. yeah, I agree with it 100 percent as well. T, what about you? <laughs> growing, no, no, not necessarily house music, but growing up, what was music of choice? Like I went what? through a lot of different phases, obviously, because, well, I whatever been... I listened to was what my brother listened to. Correct. Right? So, yeah. um, it went anywhere from starting off with, like, hip-hop and, well, what at the time was gangster rap. Big on that. Ever? Yeah. Well, hip-hop. Huge. Hip-hop? No, no it used way. to be huge into hip-hop, gangster rap, R&B. 
and then moved over to more into like classic nineties techno. Then over to beach ball, yeah, beach ball, and then and then went into sort of into rock. Yeah. Um, then then deviated from rock back to house and electro. Yeah. And then now just kind of almost everything, predominantly metal, but anything. Yeah. So it's a fucking mixed bag of everything. Um, I think for me. Having dad's albums. Mm. What albums? What stood out for you? Oh my god, I don't even know where to start. So, The Who, The Animals, The Beatles, mm-hmm. Stones, um, all that kind of stuff was huge for me. That was kind of what dad raised me on. Um, so, I had kind of a good understanding of that growing up. But then, in the uh, kind of peak 90s leading into 2000s, it was like Offspring. Green Day, agree, yeah. all yeah. that sort of shit. Yeah. And then, obviously, Linkin Park carried the fucking yeah. flame Good over. A hundred percent. Good Charlotte was sick. Good Charlotte weren't for me. For me. No? no? At the start, they were great. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. like what they became. Then they became too poppy. Yeah. Not for you. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, you didn't take to them? No. Did you, Did you like Blink, though? Loved Blink, man. Yeah. Where are you? Back in the days when you used to buy albums. Oh, I'd go to the CD shop and buy an album. But there was dude going back and then go to the shops to buy singles. Yes, yes. yes. fuck yeah, that's yes. sanity, sanity. Yes, you go to the fucking what? Did you just say Bob? What am I listening to now? This can't listen to Hanson Mbop in a single, bro. Uh, I don't think any. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think there's a bigger pop song in our in our era. That's what? a big call. Hanson. It was you honestly like in what do you mean oh. in in our growing up era? So you talking in a pop genre? That was they were the biggest. Things. You're talking against uh, like well, stuff. I mean, you had big contenders at the time because yeah. you also had Spice Girls going on around at the time. But that Backstreet Boys going on around then. That song in particular was as big as I guess. Yeah. Backstreet's back was Back's, pretty Back's fucking yeah. huge. Boys. In sync, I'm gonna stick. Bye bye bye. Yeah, that's fine. You're entitled to think that. I'm not going to dispute that. I wouldn't mind getting the getting the numbers up on it. On how many uh, how many were sold? Oh, it would it be? Oh, it'd be astronomical yeah, numbers. But you're right. Backstreet Boys was that was they, huge. They were huge. Was that early 90s? Uh, I wouldn't. No, no, no. Moonbox was an early 90s. That was more towards late 90s. Late 90s. Yeah, around the what 96, 97. 100%. I remember being eight or nine listening to Moonbox. I know Hanson was huge, huge, but I'm saying like what I'm thinking about is like when I think of Hanson during that time, to say that they were probably the standard line or the biggest impact. No, never. You can't. But I thought that was the biggest song. That it was one of the biggest. It was, yeah, yeah 100%. it definitely that, is in that category. But, be, but that being said, though, you could also take fucking Macarena as one of the biggest yeah, ones true. of the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you kind of you got to yeah, think of which one holds style. more merit. And that was a you know? that was a cultural thing as well. Like you remember any wedding you went to, hundred percent you'd end up doing the Macarena. Yeah, still, that's fucking sad. No, yeah. Sure. Sure. Well, no. if you can put them all in there. I know, I know. Yeah. It's the trademark songs that have a dance accompanied with it. Yeah. They were huge. They, they were, were huge. huge. There's no question of that. I'm going to get the stats up while we discuss. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious. Okay, that. so now that we've kind of touched on that, favourite era of music and genre? Oh, that's a tough one. That See, is hard. Because that's a really tough one. Just try and round it out. Like, give me his best kind Are of... Are we going for a certain genre? You, everyone's going to be in, like have different genres regardless. Right. So it's difficult... It's a difficult question because I had favourite eras, yeah. right? But then I had favourite times, for example, in the clubs playing, which was a different, they were different. Yeah, yeah, of course. So it's hard to answer. Yeah? Like, I love that 05 to 
05 to 10. Yes. That was the best. In my opinion, the best song. Do you think that's partly because we had the nostalgic feels of that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, for me, it was like if you think about a time with music, I shouldn't say genre wise because for us growing up in high school, for us growing up in high school and then listening to what my brothers and sisters were listening to at the time, yeah, then going out to clubs, then going out to festivals back then, predominantly were day festivals, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, they were good. Like summer days, what? Yeah. Like, you'd only hear about when we were growing up. 100%. We actually were exposed to them. We actually yeah. went to it. The 05 to 010. Man, it was the 05 to 010. That era, that, 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 I'd say that, that block of five years was somewhat every single song that you were exposed to, you heard of, that was out there. Yeah. Always stuck in the back of my mind to say that it was probably that point for, for me anyway. Yeah, agree. To yeah. give me motivation to keep on agree, like, pushing agree. and then keep on sort of like getting exposed to that sort of material. Yeah. But, but it, it fizzled out so quickly. But did it? It did, mate. What, what, at what point do you think it fizzled? It's, a it's weird. Um, it is, but it's weird, man. Like, Jensen would agree because we've been in those clubs, yeah? So I found like that 05 to 10. Playing to what, six or seven people? Sometimes or? I did, and it was great. <laughs> that, uh, including staff? Not yeah, including, including staff. staff no. Yeah. I found like 04. Let's go 04. 04. So like, 04 to 08 was like real disco, and you had a different yeah. scene, yeah? Like the yeah. One Love scene. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah. And then from 08 to maybe. 2020. Oh wait, uh, from oh eight on, it started getting to like that two floor scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. then it's and then from say maybe fifteen, two thousand fifteen, it started getting to the Will Spark scene. That's, yeah, that's more. Yeah. Like, wait, but when you say when you say the TFU sort of sound or that sort of scene, right? What sort of material? Because you were you were exposed. You had ties. You were playing in those mm. environments, right? When you say TFU, for me. When you when you say Will Sparks, there's a separate era for Will Sparks, and then there's a separate era for TFU. Yeah. For me, I look at it as the same thing, almost the same thing, because without yeah. TFU, then you wouldn't have Will Sparks. It's just the Melbourne bounce scene. Is that true or no? Because I was never exposed well, to that. I never. Did so that this is well. this is how I see it, right? In that early days, I was talking about like that disco scene. Andy Murphy changed the scene. Okay, yeah. Grant Smiley changed the yeah, scene. Smiley, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changed he the he was a weapon. Him, John Cause, oh, yeah. Andy Murphy. Oh. Yeah, with a- Apart from John Cause, <laughs> when he talks over songs, <laughs> yeah. kills my life. Yeah. Yeah. He, just shut- he just needs to shut up and play. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Right? Off, they changed the scene. And then and then it got into our, that TFU era, and obviously I was a part of that, yeah. that movement, let's say. Orchestrated changed the scene. They did. Completely. 100%. Yeah? Everyone wanted to be orchestrated. Everyone wanted to all show them to play their songs. That was they were the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Well, in Melbourne anyway. In Melbourne. Yeah. And then and then Sparksy he he took what they were doing and evolved it into a monster. But do you feel like like I feel like Orcs And I feel like they're separate eras, man. In my opinion. <laughs> I can see why you think that, but I feel like Orcs had a kind of a more authentic sound. Sparksy kind of feels at the start. I really loved what he did. Because he started it and then everyone copied him. It was a bit like Orcs here. Yeah? I copied everything Orcs did. It was just a standard bass line with a kick drum and a cool vocal. Or, uh, but or that was the recipe and formula that worked. Yeah, in our era. And Correct. this comes back to us, the nostalgia of did, were we caught up in it? Yeah. yeah. Or it's hard, yeah. it's hard to say, yeah, because while I, I love what Sparks did, it 
I couldn't write that music and I couldn't play Why? it there because it wasn't me. It was, tried, it was too full on. It was full on. And it worked for him. It worked for Joel Fletcher. It worked for like those, yeah. those dudes. It didn't work for me, yeah? Orchestrated were able to evolve their sound into that. But I remember you sitting in your that. studio having a conversation with me about this mm-hmm. where we said, like, you took a lot of inspiration from Swedish House, right? Yeah, men. Sebastian Grosso was more absolutely 100%. But uh, because of the musicality of what they produced, yeah. they were authentic artists in yeah. terms of what they did. Yeah. Where I feel like Sparksy throws together a song and as long as it has a driving beat... Why is my ass burning? Sorry, that was weird. <laughs> no shit. I just felt warmth under my ass. I don't know where it came from. I'll get my finger out of it. You're there, leaking. Man. Oh, no, I'm leaking again. Fuck. But it kind of got to a point when Sparksy was making his stuff that I was just like, oh, what is this? Why? But do you think that because of the fact that you were exposed to, to that sort of music earlier on that you heard it, so therefore it was sort of like recycled? Do you understand? To me? a degree, yes. Let's suppose, let's say, I look at like um, like my young cousins and what have you, yeah, and they're growing up through like the 20s now. Yeah. yeah. So them being exposed to like the older DJs, like that Dino and stuff used to roll with right yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Like, they don't have a clue who they are. No, so, it's like, that's so like. So for them, so yeah. therefore, yeah. Them, it's something that's fresh. Well, and they would not know who Bookie is. No, 100%. Yeah. No, they wouldn't know about the revolver days when yeah. you used to do that. Where you end up caked off your face no, under no. a table. No, <laughs> Shardy, they wouldn't know. Shardy, Borg, Space, yeah. Space, 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 yeah. Guys, you yeah. get me? But yeah. like, that's why when I ask you, is that because of the fact that it's a sound that you've been exposed to for so long? So when you hear something that will spark. To a degree, yes. But I feel like listening to Sparks now, there are some songs that I'm like, fuck, man, he's onto something here. That is a weapon of a tune. Yeah. But then other, it's like you've just kind of thrown a whole bunch of beats together. And I feel like his songs go for like two and a half minutes just to please a crowd because what you said about crowds getting bored. Yeah, but that's that's because he has to, man. But do you because think that's even more predominant are, now of crowds getting bored? Yes. Don't yes, you think they get bored even quicker now? Yeah, Tees, back in the day, man, you could play a nine-minute tune yeah. and not change the tune. Mm-hmm. In a 60-minute set, bro, you could play seven or eight tracks. Mm. Towards the end of my, my days DJing, I, remember. I was playing 35 tracks in an hour. That's a, that's a track that's, every that's two ridiculous. minutes, yeah? yeah? And it took the enjoyment out of it, yeah. right? So when you say that, that you feel like Sparksy does that or that scene does that, they have no choice, man, because it's run. We're run off the crowd, bro. All yeah. right, can I ask, what do you think? Why is the attention span of the audience today different? Where has that come from? Where they can't appreciate an eight-minute track? They say? can't appreciate. But why? What is it? Do you think it's down to like even the point of how more accessible music is now? Hundred percent. Yeah. Like you think yeah. back then to hear those sort of tracks. You'd have to like try and scour the internet to find a particular mix, which yeah, most of the time you couldn't find, and you can only hear it at the club. So then you'd write your own tunes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then you got all these so at home DJs now. We, we could go to a, we could go and play a set of Dirty Days at TFU, man, and for sixty minutes you could play not you could play a tr- not one track that someone knows yet. Yeah, and they thrived, man. They th- it was different. It was just different. It yeah. was. Yeah, you know, if I went and played at the club now. Let's say if I went and played it, I don't even know what clubs are around here. COVID. Um, is that a club, is it? A COVID club. Club, club, club. If I went and played at Cloud 9, for example, now, and I and I did that, they, I'd have, I wouldn't have anyone to play to. Yeah. yeah. They yeah, would I get leave. What you're saying. They yeah. would go to another room where a DJ's just turning over music. Yeah. That's sad, it. man. Yeah, it's what? sad, man, because you can't play those tracks that we... Mm-hmm. 
you know, Jenny, Jenny. we would play like eight to ten tracks in an hour, man. And it was like I think it was, and you had time to appreciate. Hundred percent. I think it went down for us when we all did it together. It was more so quality instead of quantity. Hundred percent. The fact that that's the only way you can sum that up. Hundred percent. And we were true to that, man. No, it was true to that. And can I say? Do you know what? This is kind of a thought that I've had. So with the way the generations base now iPhones, right? Yeah. I, I, I know I'm, I can be a technology hater on this at some top but points. But can I just pull you up just quickly? Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. People will be on the dance floor looking at their fucking phone. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. Like, what are, and then, and then. What's the point of having you there? Why am I yeah. here? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, but I feel like because everything's so accessible and it takes two seconds to produce whatever you want to look at on your phone, that the attention span of kids these days is shortened. I agree. And so, going to listen to tracks, oh, yeah, now I'm bored of this. I, yeah, I need something well, new. Pretty much they need, what, 30 seconds? Yeah. And then they're done? Yeah, and the thing is, they've heard it eight times already. 100%. Because, yeah. You know, there was an unspoken rule back in the day that if you played at 10 o'clock, you played 10 to 11, you play that style of music. Yeah. You play easy, easy going. Leading ready. into the night. Because yeah, the DJs yeah. from one till five have a hard job, man. Yeah. Our yeah. job's to keep the crowd 100%. pumped. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I was getting to gigs like, you know, in 13, 14, and they were just pumping from 10 o'clock. In 13, 14? What do you mean? Like 2013. Oh, oh, okay. I'm like, what? You're playing the 13, 14 people? Yeah. And, and started boy, the underrated. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he did a few of those. Let's not go there. blue light discos for the fucking Max. <laughs> Ballarat special. No, there were no lights. There was no lights. No, but Ballarat was off chops, but anyway. I'm sorry, that was amazing. Should we touch on that? Yeah, please, please. Dean, just what, give... What, oh, Ballarat. I'll tell you a quick Ballarat story, tits. yeah? We had... Was, <laughs> so, car, our car was full. Yeah. Four, five of us. And we drove to Ballarat because I had to play this gig, yeah? And, right. I can't remember the name of the joint. The Red... Bended Elbow. Bended Elbow, that's the right. Bended Elbow. Bended yeah. Elbow, yeah. yeah. Okay. Look what Brad's doing now. He does that most <laughs> nights, actually. <laughs> Bend that right. That's it, mate. Jerk it off. Jerk it off. Oh, I've got blisters on my hands. Oh, it's just wrong, man. Yeah. So as far as I was concerned, this was a this was an overage gig. Oh, no. We rocked up, man, with a, another DJ duo called T um, uh, Polyphonic. Oh, they were yeah. so oh, Polyphonic. Yeah, man. So they they would play live and they'd bring like their their guitars, electric guitars, and everything. And they would play a lot then. Yeah. Anyway, so their setup's full on. So to bring their setup to a gig, it's it's hectic. Yeah. Like it's not just bringing your headphones. Um, USB it's yeah, exactly. it's musicality, man. Yeah, man. So I've been there, man. So they're, they're know, plugging in their amps, doing all they have to do, yeah. like sound checks. Bro, they open the door, man. There's like twelve year olds in there, and we're going, "What's going on?" Uh, yeah, it was an underage. Oh god, we had no idea. <laughs> uh, anyway, there would have been forty people tops. Yeah, you would get a bigger crowd to jump and jiggle and tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty not, man. Right? And the, the promoter of the night does a runner. So we've driven from Melbourne to Ballarat and back. Look, it's a three-hour drive, right? And he's done a runner, hasn't paid us. Oh. And I, I distinctly remember Theo from T- um, from Polyphony. I keep going to call him TKO. That was his DJ name. He walks up to this poor girl at the front that's on the reception. She goes, and he goes to her. I either break his legs or he comes <laughs> comes and pays me my money. And she's like, oh, he's we don't know where he is. Well, anyway, long story short, he's waltz back in. And he's like, I don't have money. Well, why are we here? 
Remember? Yeah, I do very distinctly. Oh. And then it took about six weeks to get to get him to transfer us the money over. It was a, oh, it was a disaster. But I must say, oh. being there, regardless of playing, it was a fun fuck one. all people. That set that they played it was a fun was night. next yeah. level. It was a fun one. It, it, it was. Take the money out of it. It was actually really fun. So it's interesting because, like I, like what we were talking about in terms of the audience attention span. Mm. So I think now looking at it, if you look at a lot of music, it's bulk music to make money. Yeah. That, that's that's my take on it. Yeah. Whereas produce bulk music. producing bulk music to get like get in the scene, smash out as much music as you can, make as much money as you can. Whereas I find go back. I don't know whether, again, is, is this nostalgia talking, but like maybe 20 years ago, 20, 30 years. So from like 1990 to 2010, I still feel like there was kind of a point where people were making music because they loved the music and there was artistry involved. Now it's kind of just a commercial business. Music is a business now. Yeah. It wasn't as much as it was back then. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think music's always been a business. Yeah. Really, it, it is. Music's always been a business, yeah. right? There's always there always were certain artists that did the exact same thing that is happening now. Yeah. We're just seeing it on a much grander scale now than what we did back then. Yeah, right. Like back then, there were heaps of artists that were just fucking pumping out tunes just to make that quick buck. Like yeah. pretty much one hit wonders, and they fucking they disappeared because they made the cash and fucked off. Yep. Now, pretty much every second DJ is doing that. Yeah, or pretty much any second artist, really. I mean, well, we didn't call him an artist. This is a random thought, but does anyone remember the song "I Said a Hair"? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the ketchup song. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Wait, all, all I'm saying is, I used to bat to that film clip. <laughs> oh, Wait, God. video hits in my bed on a Saturday cut, morning. Cut this out. Nah, bro. fuck that. And out. I would hammer that oh. shit. Hey, hey, get fucked. The aerobics are style six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you want to talk? Do you want to talk? Did you watch that? Watch what? what, what? Yeah, don't, don't you play no, stupid. Aerobic soul style, six o'clock on a sat- uh, not a Saturday morning, a school morning. Do You'd wake up dead fucking tired. No, 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 no. That was you, Brad. That was me, hundred percent. Yeah, because I had a VCR and I had just a compilation of all the best bits. I'd have aerobic soul style, then some snippets of movies, and then it was like record them, man. Because okay, so when you're watching a porn, wait, wait, wait. When you're watching a porn clip. You don't watch seven minutes of a blowjob. You want to get to the doggy seat. Sorry, man. I'm getting on a tangent here, but I need to, pu- I need to push out a point. When you're going to go back to look at how many um, albums Hanson sold. Do that. Do that. No, but like touching, touching on what Tony just yeah. talked about, I, I feel personally like when Dino's, when Dino talks about the, the closer to the end of the days when he used to DJ, it was pretty much the same same point of why, why I was like stopping. Um, I still do it occasionally right, prior to this corona, right? but it was not so much for the love of it, as sad as it sounds. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, I think yeah, that I love, agree, yeah, I, I think agree. that love lost. Uh, Where lost did the love go? Time. I think I lost that love, I think closer to the end of, during the time when the, the, the music started to dry out through my eyes of quality. Yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. more so quantity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you could listen to a song and put them on repeat and have the confidence that you're not going to get bored of it. Yeah. Right? yeah. Whereas now I feel as if even when I'm still looking and sifting through new material, right, just for personal use, just to, just to hear it back to see what, yeah. what yeah. guys are doing, it's very 
very hard for me now to come up or come across a track where I hear it and I want to listen to it again, again, from yeah. Start yeah. To finish. That, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So then, with that, that came hand in hand with me DJing like frequently when it used to be, you know, just like Dean's or so it used to be like Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, every single week, and it was the same sort of rotation. Kept on playing, and you came across DJs where, um, like touching base on what Dean said, it was an unspoken rule. You knew your role. If you had an opening set, mm-hmm. you, a football team. 100%. You knew yeah. your role. You yeah. all played your part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you knew that, let's say... It got it got too selfish. It, it was No, it, 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 it was selfish because it got to that point where I elected to not want to do those types of slots because it was just at the, at, at the time you knew what you were competing against. Yeah. You knew if you were... Not to say... Not to diss any of the DJs that were... Because we're all mates. We're all a family, yeah, yeah. right? It's basically we're, we're colleagues because that's what it is. Yeah. You, have job, you have a job to do that night and it's entertainment, right? Yeah. But then going through and it's just like, you know, I shouldn't say the younger DJs because I used to do that as well like earlier on just to get noticed, right? Yeah. yeah when we started correct, playing, correct, right? yeah. I, I must admit, I'm yeah. not going to turn around and say I never did it. But you did, if you had main slot and you knew it was main slot, you know, yeah. Huh? Yeah. we were prepping ourselves to play banger after banger after banger yeah. after banger. Right, it was no because we should have been allowed to. Yeah, because yeah. we should have been allowed to. Right, but then you had times where it's just like you were burnt. Yeah, do you question? Do you put your set at jeopardy? Because it's just like if I keep on going at this rate, does that mean that the DJ after us, where are we going to end up, or where are they going to end up? Because we've all been there before. Yeah, right? we've done an opening set, we've done a main slot, we've done a closing set, we've done the in between, right? And with the music at that time, it was just one of those things where it's just like people would play the same track through the night three, four times. Yeah. Knowing, yeah. knowing, knowing. Not to say that they didn't hear it before. Yeah. But it was just like one of those things. It's just like... But you know, you know you know what? Why I think that became acceptable? Why? As in the songs are getting played over, over and over again? I distinctly remember going to, I reckon it was 07, 08, some of those. Yeah. And every DJ played the same song. Yeah. On, main, on, main, on main stage, every single fucking DJ... Either opened or had as their main song prior to Pajama. What to get to get cheap thrills? How many fucking songs? How many times so, I fucking heard yeah, it? Man. And yeah. so I, I sort of feel like it became acceptable for an for a DJ to play. You know, for example, like Nightcrawler. Yeah, yeah. And I'll go back to that era because that was my era. Someone will play Nightcrawler at ten o'clock, and then someone will play it at eleven forty-five, and then someone will play it at twelve thirty. And because you're not you're not always sticking around for that person's set prior to you. Yeah, because you're always out having a ciggy yeah, or whatever. Or you yeah. just rock up late. I yeah. just rock up late. You used I, to love rocking up late yeah, and then man. belting out of there was, after you're done. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. But a lot of that had to do with backing up gigs, right? Yeah. So that just became normal mag for come, me. Mag come, mag come, mag come, mag come. <laughs> but that just became normal for me and I couldn't handle being in the club. But I reckon that's what became accepted. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah, 100%. It was just like, we had, that con- we had that conversation numerous times where it's just like, do you do it? Are you doing it now for the love of it or are you doing it for the longevity to leave a legacy, right? As, yeah. as, as, as cliche as it sounds, as corny as it sounds. No, but it makes sense. But do you get me? Because at the end of the day, we're only local DJs. We're in the local DJs. Do you, do you feel like... <laughs> <laughs> word, 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 word. We're not, we're not. <laughs> as someone well, who was predominantly like in the scene in its peak, yeah, right? yeah. Do you feel like you left enough of a musical imprint yeah. on the scene? Personally? Personally. Yeah, personally. I reckon. Yeah, I'm with what I did. Yeah. Were you, were you, do you think you were more proud of the set qualities that you played or the production that you did in terms of the songs you made? I feel I went through 
I went through stages where early on I felt it was more production. Yeah. And then I hit a real I hit a real niche here for 12, 18 months where I was getting booked on the back of orcs or pride of orcs and we sort of had that You had a bond. Big time. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember. And we sort of there wasn't a gig where I wasn't playing like either before or after orcs. So yeah. I hit that 12, 18 months here and I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm going all right here. Yeah. So that's and then you start making tunes and people start recognizing them and then other DJs start playing them around and then the forums start coming out and everyone starts talking about these tunes. So I went through it. I went through all. Do you, was there any point where you can recognize that you hit your peak, like your absolute peak where you're like, fuck, I've done really well here? Yeah, yeah. Brad, would it be the like the couple of weeks ago when you showed me that particular mix of, well, theme from one of Dino's tracks that he, I think... You either did or collaborated on. What was that track oh, you showed me? Oh, my God. There was a couple. Like, well, I, I always push Human was your best track. But different. But different. I'm not saying as yeah. in Melbourne banger because yeah, it wasn't. It was – there was melody. There was kind of uh, – That's the one thing. That's the one, yes, thing, the one yes. thing I regret, sort of regret, is I wish I had started a – a separate alias for that song. Yeah, man. Like, I wish I had a Captain Delia Dark Dirty, you know, T-Few Days. Because I think that's where your Swedish House Mafia vibes came through. And I did, man. There's a bucket load of tunes that no one would have heard that I, you know, probably Steph's probably the only person that's heard these tracks. Yeah. Right? And I wish I had a, yeah, I wish I had done a little Alter bit different ego. there. But then again, to start a separate alias up, Without people knowing, or it's completely different. Yeah, and then you've got to lose focus on what your what your money maker is, and, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Dean you kind of do it for the purity of making music. See, yeah. right now, if I was to go and start up again, right now, I wouldn't play. I would just write. Yeah, and I would write what I want to write. Yeah, only people like it. Sweet. If they don't, I'll that's your prerogative. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, so, that, it's so weird that you say that. I mean, because from my sort of from my perspective, yeah. just from sort of my background when I was in a band for a while, mm. we always had that mentality. It was always, we play what we want to play. If you don't like it, we'll fuck you. Yeah. Right? Yep. And it's just weird to go on the opposite side where you're like, you got to kind of take a lot more into consideration. Like, shit, is the crowd going to like this? Yeah. Did yeah. You, you, you kind you of play, had that. Did you play out? We did a couple of times. Yeah. Um, the, the motors were ruthless, T-Man. Yeah. Ruthless. Yeah. But again, we just, ruthless. we really didn't give a fuck. Yeah, like we just and there's been DJs like that, yeah. And yeah. I'll I'll bring up one name right now, Mickey Knox, yeah, good yeah. friend of mine. Mm. Didn't give a fuck what you thought, but his performance was mm. unbelievable. Right? He carried the crowd with how he was, and he wouldn't mm. he wouldn't care me saying like a lot of people. It wasn't his style. Yeah. It was it was out there. It was almost rock house. Yeah, right? yeah. borderline wasn't even the right genre to be playing. It was rock clubs. house. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way I can. And his background was guitars and yeah, rock music yeah. and that stuff. Well, that speaking of Mickey Knox, like he was one of the people that I was actually used to get into rock with. Yeah, like I know me and him back at like when we were in like our primary school days, yeah. we got well, we kind of found our connection through believe it or not, and Biscuit. Yep, like oh, that's how we made our yes, connection yeah, initially what as, an album. as kids. Yeah. And we got our electric guitars around the same time, we're playing the same music, listening to the same music. Yeah. And now, look, it makes sense as to that's how he went as far as his musical styling goes because that's that's kind of his origin. He didn't give a fuck. And he still doesn't give a yeah. fuck. If you like him, you like him. Yeah. He's the only bloke <laughs> I've seen. Stop the music. He 
in a full club, man. Stop the music. Like pumping. Yeah. 30 days pumping. Turns the music off and goes, I fucked all your mothers and then puts the music back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that doesn't surprise me though. No, and everyone was cheering. Well, yeah, yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah you're a magnet. You know? so Thanks for fucking my mum. That's that was the yeah, it was a it was a it was a great scene. All right, he literally had that. I guess that rock star persona. <laughs> and he too, did, he? yeah, and oh, he yeah. did. Tell your mothers. That's one way That's to draw the crowd's attention. He took such a rock star. He took to his it. shoe off and scratched the vinyl. <laughs> That's such a rock star approach. It's fucking great. It was, yeah, it was. But that's awesome. No, it definitely. I guess that added to his uniqueness as a DJ. One of his things, like he's inspiration. He had a real big inspiration from Jim Morrison. Mm. He's got him tattooed on his arm. Yeah, and that kind of is a tell-all story. That's his idol. So then, wait, hundred percent on. But then, let me ask you, like, so then, if that was not. Entirely him, so to speak, like musicality wise. Yeah. What made him step into like? Do you know what made him step into becoming a DJ? Like, could no. you say? Do you give me like it's yeah, hard? Yeah. Like, for us, it's easy because it's just like we like listening to that music. We want to emulate. I'm pretty it sure he's. I'm pretty sure he. He felt. If I get the person wrong, but I reckon it was. Is it Paul? Oakenfold? Yeah. Oh, Oakenfold, yeah. Yeah. Oakenfold? yeah. I think he fell in love with him. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That, that's a really I'm obscure sure person. I'm pretty sure got the wrong name there. Yeah. And then, and then it grew to Carl Cox. And then the like oh, his okay. Stefan's genre love of music is is crazy. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone like it. He hates like that that the new that house and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like he'll tell you he hates it. But at the same time, he will appreciate what they've done. Yeah, uh, yeah. They've really it's recycled just, the scene. What do you mean? With vocals, it's, or it's, the structure of music. So the you think about the structure of music when we went out. Like yep, it was yep. a classic mad punchline. Yep. And you'd have an amazing vocal over the top. Yep. And everyone and would know it because you'd sing along to it. Yep. Platform would be heaving because yep. everyone would be singing along with it, and the shoulders would be pumping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I feel like the vocal game isn't as strong as it once was. Because I feel like it's more the driving beats now. Yeah, Do you feel that that sort of, I guess that style started when you had all these collaborations with like a famous DJ and a rapper? No, I can see you get generic that. sort of yeah. housey pop with with some random... There was a lot of mixing of genres. Mm-hmm. Would you say mixing of genres or of us? Like, cause oh yeah, I see. Do you get me? Yeah. Do you get me? Fuck. Okay. Because when you say I'm producing a track purely and simply because I want to make it radio friendly, yeah. Do you get me? So then, what's the formula? You get a big DJ that that has that's well known in the scene, credibility, and yeah. then you go and get a pop star or a hip hop artist that is big in the scene, and you put them through together. Yeah, to yeah. So it's just it's branding, an instant right? marketing for so then, success. Yeah. yeah. So no, I get you. So then, is it is it really a genre? Because they're still keeping within the, the their limits, which is a them rapping over a track, yeah, and then a house or electro DJ or whatever you yeah. want to call them, yeah. or producing the same beat that they do normally anyway mm. without that artist. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah, and I suppose it goes back to the like kind of days where Jason Evans, Run DMC, Grandmaster Flash, when they were kind of doing all that mixings of genres, yeah, and they were the first to do it, yeah. And we were kind of accepting so then, I never got big into that. Really? I sort of like, like what he was saying there, like the run DMC. I just sort of fell into this, I don't know, it was weird. Yeah, you know, you knew my style. No, I, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I no, liked, I get you. I liked that rock 
style, man. Yeah. And then I just so I really when you say rock like, style, like as yeah, like, Lincoln Parks, man, Lim Biscuits, oh, yeah, yeah. Rock, are they rock? Kryptonite by yeah, three three hours down. Three hours down. Where, down. where, where I'd force you when we'd listen to the song sitting in your study, and then I'd force you to sniff your seat. <laughs> so it started with Dino. It started with Dino. Fucking hell, Dino. He hasn't stopped forcing people to sniff seats. No, I, I forced actually, you know you what? I actually, it. I forced him to do it. He fucking he did it for, for ten bucks. I nearly, yeah, I did. I nearly gagged. <laughs> no, we weren't that day. We did it for free. You sniffed your crow seat for ten bucks. Hundred percent. You dirty bastard. Okay, so I've got one for you. Go. The best music events or experiences you ever went to. Oh. This is not like the genres, right? Just it doesn't have to be genres. It could be in general. Um, I'll give you my top three. What's your top three? Oh. Daft Punk. Yeah. At Sydney My Music Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tiesto at Festival Hall. Um, and funnily enough, yeah. uh, one of Powderfinger's last ever acoustic gigs. Yeah. When was that? Where? Oh, that was Festival Hall as well. Yeah. And it was literally yeah. Bernard Fanning yep. sitting on a chair with a light on him and a guitar. Yeah. Nice. Unfucking believable. Nice. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh, oh, hold on. Can I throw in? I'm going to throw yeah, another. Soundwave. The last ever sound wave I went to, the lineup, Limp Biscuit, System of a Down, Slipknot. Yeah. Um, there was fucking endless other amounts of people there. Was but that the same on the Offspring, right? No, no. no. But yeah, as kind of having Slipknot, fo- no, Limp Biscuit followed by Slipknot, then closing with System of a Down. Yeah. Lost my marbles. Yeah, I went yeah, on my yeah, own. Yeah, I bought a ticket and went on my own, and it was the best fucking thing I've ever done. That's a tough one. Yeah. I'm um, going to say, like, my first festival, 07, Summer Days. Who played? Axwell. <laughs> Whoa. Huge. Huge. It was, it was, that was ultimate for me, man. Yeah. That was ultimate for Fuck me. Fuck yeah. 07. And then even, Brad's right, Daft Punk, like, we'll never see them again. Yeah, no. There's no chance And I seven. feel like, I flew to Sydney to watch Swedish House Mafia. Swedish House Mafia. So for Where me, the showgrounds in Sydney. Oh, right. What event? Their last event. Their, oh, so their was there, there was, was dedicated to them. Oh, right. So if I didn't throw that in as my top three, I think that's an injustice to them. Yeah. How yeah. did they play for? Two hours? Fuck, that's decent. That was gross, man. Fuck. And they were, big they were at their peak. Yeah. Like, oh, there was no one. What year? What year? Yeah, 2013. Fuck. It was a month before yeah. my wedding. Damn. That, that would have... Oh, yeah, that was definitely How long was that? Seven years ago. Seven years ago. And then they reunited last year or two years ago. They're still going now? They, um, no, they, they've gone like weird, yeah, because like they had a big fallout. Who? Switch out. Angelo broke off from the crew and then Axwell and Grosso did their own thing. And I reckon they killed it. Right. But then they got back together for that one off show at um, Ultra in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was ridiculously good. Good. Oh, yeah, okay. they live streamed it. But that was the last gig they've done, and then they've all recently deleted everything on Instagram. Oh. What just disappeared? Yeah, like Swedish House Mafia, there's zero posts, and then there's Axwell and Grosso and Angelo, zero posts, yeah? No big posters. Wow. So there's obviously something going on in the background that they're going to plan. You reckon? Yeah. Well, as like kind of a reuniting thing? Oh, they're going to do a world tour, 100%. A world tour? Will you go? No. No. I'm done. Okay. They'll do a world tour. A real tour in this current situation, obviously not. Not now. Not now. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting until everything kind of gets back to normality. That will release an absolute yeah. monster bomb. Jeez, that, that is just a fucking long time away, bro. Big call. Yeah. Big call. Okay. Yeah. 
Can I say one of the other things I thought of while I was taking a piss? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the gig we went to at, I, I can't think of the fucking name of the place, Carl Cox? Just the law. No. Metro. Metro, that's it. And it was followed up, Hellraiser played after him. Yeah, I get you. That's when I had an interesting situation where I went home with a bird after that, but anyways. Um, but what? very- Elaborate. As you do? Thought I was just dropping. <laughs> yeah, 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 thought I was dropping. Oh, yeah, nah. Make up, make up, make up. No, 100% I was mad cunt that night, but I had a problem getting home the next morning because I had no money on me and I had to catch public transport. No, I didn't have a problem with that. So long as I wasn't in the shower. Oh, no. I avoided the shower. Avoided the shower. Yeah. You can't pull your dick in the shower. I got crippled knees. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So, that that Metro gig. That was monstrous. That... And... Did you... The last time Ooze came out? Ooze? Yeah. Who the fuck is that? A kind of like... I I don't know. I'm pretty sure you were there. Like a... Like a... Yeah, where's the mask? Yeah, Yes, yes. He's like also trapped. Okay, no. Like, yeah, so not, not you, but oh, he was got warmth again. That was weird. I can't believe it was that. Yeah. Hi fi, hi fi. I think so. Me, you, the Asian crew, Adam, JJ, all of us went. Ah. No, you mean, oh, I can't remember. Are you sure? 100%, bro. Fuck That's that. the last event I did with you guys. Damn, like, uh, what are your three events, man? You've been to many. I've been to heaps. You've been to a lot. I've been to heaps. Like, when you talk about some standalone, and I still speak about this, um, I've always had a love for boys' noise. You did. You really did. Um, I loved everything they did. Um, Even though I wasn't able to play that type of music Mm -hmm. through our gigs, um, it still resonated with what he did and how he did it. Like, I remember this. Yeah. Holding go. Was Boys that Prince? No, it was that when. Do you remember the old remember. Uh, Village Cinemas, Burke Street Mall? Yeah. It was, it was it was a time when they just closed down and they announced that they were going to basically take out the cinemas. Yeah. And so they they basically allowed um, for this gig to happen at the cinemas. So you had boys always playing in one cinema. So you still had like the like basically the front half of the cinemas they wiped out all the chairs. So yeah, and they made built the stage there, so you can still sit up that's there. Fucking that's fucking fast. And then there was like I think there was other two 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 other rooms. So those like, days are gone. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It was a summer's days night. I remember it. So that was probably that was probably up. If you would say the top three, that would that easily be top three. Right? Yeah. Um, Surely those seven. Yes, yeah, some days when John Claus dropped raining again. And um, it started fucking it started raining. It wasn't there help. for that one. Oh! All I remember, yeah, I remember that day because it was the first time we ever went to some days. It was 06. It was 06. It was 06. No, because 07 I was there. Oh, 06 was We the got first, belted down by rain that night. The first time we ever went to a, a, like a, a day festival. I do remember. That, and then probably, like more recently, I'd say in the last probably four years, um, Flume. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, Flume playing at City My Music Hall. But no, no, the, no. But the reason why you might be surprised, but the reason why is because of the fact that when you talk about artists that are true artists, he, he yeah. is. Oh, you yeah. can't yeah. fault him for that. Do you understand that? me? Yeah, like, yeah. When yeah. you speak about a person who has a specific sound, and you know, you don't even have to hear yeah. the song. You know, yeah. it's straight away it's Flume. You can hear the first couple of beats, and you're like, "Fuck, that's Flume." Yeah, right? yeah. So when yeah. you say like, "Why?" The reason why is because of the fact that even though, like, I'm not going to say that I'm a fucking, like, an avid flume fan that knows every single song yeah, that yeah. he's made, knows every single lyric or whatever, right? But 
But just the appreciation aspect from an artist watching over and what he does and how he's able to craft and put everything in, in what he does in a nutshell to say that this is him and then back it up by doing it live. Yeah. That's yeah. another thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a skill yeah. in itself. To be able to sound as so good as you like, do in the studio. 100%. Yeah. So then you yeah. close your eyes and you're just like, fuck, if not, it, it might even sound better because the imperfections make it perfect. Yeah. Then you yeah. That's a good call. Do you yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you understand that, hey, hang on a second, this guy's an artist and then like knowing being like having DJed for like over 10 years yep. you have your good days and your bad days yeah, yeah. Right? you have yeah. your good gigs and your bad gigs right? yeah, you, have your, you have your awesome mixes and you have your mixes that are a bit questionable right? yeah the train wrecks 100% <laughs> the train wrecks no but then for you my life like so it was one of those things it's like more recently because of the fact that it was just refreshing it was like a, it was because of the fact that Four or five years ago, I think it was that Sydney Night Music Ball when we went to go see him. And there would have been no heroes? No, there was no, no, but like, yeah, there, there was no heroes. Him. And you know what, what stood out? You looked into the crowd, right? And you're just like, this guy has been able to create a community of people who actually appreciate his musicians. Music. Yeah, yeah. Proper yeah. musicians. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Even though it was electric, but it was like, you could tell that Roots, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Right? And that stemmed from bringing in the, the, the sort of like the sound or the, the modernized sort of like technology, right? Yeah. To change it up. Just a, just a, Yeah, like, just, just tweak a, it. Just yeah, tweak yeah, it yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. Right? But still keep at its core, like obviously how to actually compose a proper song. Yeah, yeah. And then you looked in the crowd and it was so surprising. You didn't just see like people that were our age, our generation. You saw, you saw older generations, right? We're talking about like... The 40s and even later yeah, than that, okay. right? yeah, and you stood there and you're just like dad <laughs> dad why are you at a flume concert no, you fucking so that's why so that's why it stood out for me because I walked away from that saying you know what man there is still a bit of faith and hope that there are people like this who are able to back it up and make real music yeah, right? yeah. I love flume right? don't get me wrong at same time it's just like at that, at that point in time it's just like was anyone else doing or pushing that sound? No, I, I think not during that time. Yeah, I don't think anyone was. No. Right, and even though he was still underground, there are a couple of things that sort of moved into mainstream. But eventually, yeah, 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 when he got played on Triple J and he got, and he got like the Unearth and all that, other yeah, yeah. That came did he get Triple J number one? I think I did. Did. for a couple yeah, years, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that validated to me. It's just like yeah, it had to be like top three because there's nothing else that's that's that comes close. T. Mine's a little, mine's vastly different compared to yours. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could put it down to three. There's so fucking Try, many. try. Um, probably have to, probably my favourite one would have to be when I saw Airborne at the High Fly. Yeah. That, that concert, I haven't seen anything like that before. Like seeing, well, obviously an Aussie rock band, so playing in their home ground. Wait, are they Aussie? Yeah. Airborne. Fuck, okay. No shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but seeing a band in their prime with, that kind of energy was fucking nuts. It was ridiculous. And I remember leaving that gig completely dumbfounded and not being able to hear for three days. Okay. Like, oh. They played that fucking loud. Like, I couldn't hear properly for three days. Yeah. Fuck, amazing. Um, and then <laughs> seeing, um, I don't remember what, I think it was, shit, what was this? I think it might have been 99 when I saw Santana at Supermar- Santana. Uh, City My Music Bowl for yeah. his Supernatural tour. Yeah. Like that was my time. first ever concert. Yeah. That was really? ridiculous. It was absolutely amazing. I think it runs first concert with Sydney. Haven't seen anything like it. Um, 
But then also, one of the stanzas has to be um, Tenacious D and Foo Fighters at Amy Park. That was incredible. Yeah. It's such an interesting combination. Tenacious D were the pre-act. Yeah. And then Foo Fighters. Tenacious D were the pre-act. Yeah, because, well, they're good mates of Dave Grohl. Yeah. Oh, I so did not know together. this. See, I'm not familiar with that yeah. type of music, right? Yeah. I know who the Foo Fighters are. I know yeah. who Tenacious D are, right? But them two put together how did that flow like was any how like how did it work like well it's it's still I guess it still falls onto the, into that genre of rock rock okay. right so you had Tenacious D with the kind of the comedic mean, rock yeah. and, and Jack Black could you know, fucking oh, sing dude holy he sounds, shit he sounds just as good live as he does in the studio that's, yeah. that's one thing I appreciate about Jack Black Amazing singer. But so do you know what? Not good enough recognition. No, not as a musician. I, don't, I personally don't think so. He's got a great set of lungs on him. He's got a fucking great voice. I wouldn't say he's an amazing musician, but he's got a great voice. Um, and then the Fooey's just fucking knocked it out of the park. Like, I think I've seen the Foo Fighters probably like four or five times now, oh, and they're as good every time I fucking see I'm them. surprised incredible. no Metallica in there. Uh, I saw Metallica for their Death Magnetic tour. They were okay, but again, in their later years, not so much. Musically, okay. Yeah. Um, the the vocals, James just can't sing anymore. He yeah. Just he can't. Hey, he's he's fucking voice is rat shit after what he's done. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> um, but then you've also got like your great ones like um when I saw Still Panther at Festival Hall. I just think um, I'd want to go to their concert for titties. That if Still you Panther. if you want a concert who, for titties, who, you go to Still Panther. It's fucking they, ridiculous. How would you explain their that, music? How would you describe their music? Eighties glam. Yeah, eighties glam, glam rock. but comedic. Okay. So you know the concert where like the sparkle headbands and long oh, hair yeah, and like yeah, that, but yeah, they're yeah. doing songs, for example, like um. Fat chick, there she blows. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's in your top death tour, but metal. Bro, you um, don't understand how much he froths that band. 17 it's girls not. in a row. What's like those kind of tracks? 17 girls in a row. <laughs> what made it even better, what made this kick even better <laughs> is that, well, well, every time I've seen them, when they do 17 girls in a row, they actually get 17, 17 chicks girls. out of the crowd, get them on stage. Yeah. And just what let them do whatever. What do you mean? Legit, they just fucking flash, make out, oh, everything. Okay. Fucking nuts. And the best one with this particular time I saw them, they had, they had um, a few of the stars from Brazzers touring with them. Oh, they had porn stars on stage with them. <laughs> oh, okay, dude, it was it was fucking next level. Like I had never seen anything more like it. It was fucking nuts. DJs are tame. Dude, you're DJ the and, you know, and the yeah. and the funny thing is, is that well, these guys that. are more of a comedic act as opposed to an actual band. Like they can actually play music really well, yeah. like, even that. But they're a comedy act. Yeah, but when you say when you say fuck me, when you say DJs are tame, oh, right? it's different. But you got to understand, it's a different sort of like culture. Right? Oh, a whole yeah. 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 yeah, they don't. They don't. I've you. noticed the difference between like your DJs and your and let's say rock stars. Rock stars are more so about theatricality. Okay, right? They're all about making a show. Yeah. Right, whereas DJs it's about the music. fucking everyone absolutely fucking jam. Yeah. Know what I mean? Whereas rock bands will do that, but they'll also put on a show at the same time. Yeah, you know? yeah it's, and it's, it's, right, it's a spectacle. Right. You know, um, but that fuck, like I can't, I can't even put into words what that <laughs> concert was. It's fucking spastic. Excuse me. Um, oh, okay, finally, how songs for you guys? That stood the fuck out. I know we've been discussing this through a, a message, but I want you to give me kind of just a lowdown on your absolute standouts. Well, what would you give as an example? 
Nah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start. Go. Go for it. Two songs for me, Sandy. Yeah. You know. Yep. Book of Shade in White Rooms. Yep. Dead Mouse Stroke. Uh, Are the two ultimate tunes for me ever? Man. Perfectly well written. I, I can't explain it any well, other way. Okay, why? Why? So they're so different, yeah. And this is what this is where I go back to before. Where different? In what way? When you say different, so obviously it's the first thing that you you, you point out. Why different? Because they're just so different. Like, so no, for me, cool. like Book of Shades, my favorite tune of all time. Ah, uh, Book of Shades. In what room? Yeah. my favorite tune of all time. But I think Strobe's the best tune of all time. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah. So, and neither of them I could play in a club because they weren't club tunes. No, they weren't. Right. But then you've got like, oh, it's hard, man. I know, I, can't, I know. I could rat, we could, all of us could rattle off 20 names of those club tunes. But think of it in the context of more, what made you feel? Like in the context of hearing it out and go, holy fuck. So when the Stereo Sonic in 2000, and I reckon it was 2000, and when did Summer Days finish? Because Stereo Sonic took over basically. Uh, kicked it out. 09, 010? Yeah, did Stereo, was Stereo's first year yeah. 010? I reckon Stereo's first year was 09, 2000, yeah, 09. I'm going to go with 09. Yeah. When Stevie Tops wrote their pick. Oh, maybe 10 then. One of them, either way. Booger Shay played live, mm-hmm. main main stage, and they, it was just like, just got dark, and they dropped in white rooms, and that was the most feel I've ever had. Okay. I was okay. like, the feels. Yeah. Yeah, but then, Actually, no, it was earlier in the day. It was afternoon. Because then Dead Mouse jumped on after that. Axwell jumped on after that, then Dead Mouse. And Dead Mouse played show, man. And it was like... And he played Not Exactly, and he played... All the all classics, the yeah. Time. He pulled out some fucking rippers, man. He's probably... He's probably, probably one of the greats of our... Not time. probably. He's probably... Is. Yeah, yeah. Close to... It's, hard, to, it's hard to dispute it. But, again... People hated him, though. Why? He was hated. But he was an arrogant fuck. Too outspoken. Why? Too outspoken about what it actually Yeah, and he pointed out people for being shit. So he wasn't fake. He didn't put on this persona. No, he didn't. didn't. Uh, Guys, I'm not going to alarm you. Okay, it's gone. There was another mouse. Yeah. Oh, great. Dead mouse? Swear to God, there was a mouse. 100%. It came in and then went back out. Yeah, no. So you said, yeah, okay. So Dead Mouse as a composer, as a musician, as a producer, stands out for you. Yeah. Who for you? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, 100% Dead Mouse. Like, Dead Mouse is up there. I can't. It's too hard. And we've yeah, had this discussion. Yeah, I know, I know. We've had this discussion for like three weeks. <laughs> we've had this discussion for 13 years. <laughs> I can't. When you asked me the other night, hey, give me your top 10, I can't give you a top 10. No, it's impossible. Because for you to turn around and say, for those five years that we're talking about, when we first started getting into DJing, every single song that we played was because of the fact that we loved listening to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, 100%. Again, right? yeah. Even when you listen to it now, it's timeless, right? Yeah. I think of it as like classic music or whatever, or folk music that our parents would turn on right now and think about the yeah, time. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and evoked a happy emotion, right? Yeah. It was everything that was, during that time, was just perfect. Yeah. yeah. Say, yeah? It's true, man. It so was then, a good time. 100%. Yeah. It was having, a good time of going out. Yeah, having a, having a song yeah. right now, and then I think about, and I always have this talk with Debs, yeah? We always turn around and we always discuss and it's just like, during that, this time when this song was played and you can remember it, right? You remember where you were, who you were with, what you were doing. Yeah. So then having a son now, it's just like, and then being so passionate about like DJing, like 
in that sense. I'd like to think that the music that I listened to that I gained a love for, the reason why I jumped into DJing, was something that's timeless for him and hopefully it stands the test of time for him to turn around. It's just like hearing old like hip hop music, yeah, well R and B Fucking oh, R&B. you think yeah, about it too early two thousands hip hop and R and B was the tits. You get me? So you listen to like let's say like a certain artists now. And it still brings upon a nostalgic feeling, right? Whereas if you listen to hip hop artists or say R and B, you know, for me, I call them pop artists. Yeah. Right? Now it's yeah, just like it's I don't know if people will listen to this in twenty. No, no, they won't. It's not going to stand the test of time. It's not. Yeah. It's not timeless anymore. No. Like, yeah, like for example, like you think, let's say, let's drop an album like I don't know. Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? Oh, Timeless. Yeah. yeah. You can listen to that over and over again and it's still as good as the day you first but do you think it, Do you think it's because we're exposed to so much more? What do you mean? In what sense? Like there's too much. There's, there's too much of it. Look, I think in those days, right. man, there's no, there's no YouTube, there's no SoundCloud, yeah. there's no Spotify, there's none of that. It was one yeah. direct outlet for music. It was, yeah. it was radio. That's, it's a good point. Right. It's a good it was point. Radio, yeah. Well, was, well, you got to keep in mind, this was the early days of the internet, and it is all, and as we all fucking had, we yeah. all had fucking LimeWire. Yeah. Right, yeah. we all had our fucking Nap tunes. Stuff, right? We all we didn't were download getting our tunes, right? No, I so downloaded porn. It was it was more accessible at the time, but nowhere near the stage we're at now. Nah, because we were getting driven by the radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So there was right. no like we're getting driven by the radio. So it's Facebook or Instagram. Going, oh, they've got a new tune. We'll suss it out. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you'd come across yeah. mad tunes on someone's MySpace. When they the Correct. song would play Correct. on their thing, I was like fuck, that's a tune. Yeah. That's how I found Darker run, Shades of White. What did everyone have as their MySpace? Oh. What was your what literally was your... Darker Shades <laughs> of White? That's uh, what Darker Shades of White. Yeah, Rob, Rob, Rob Pigs. Eh? Oh, huge. I had what was Cemetery Gates by Pantera? Yeah, tune, tune. If you were just like carrying me away, man. Cool. Well, See, that's summer. for me. How do I leave that on my number one? Because that for me is like man. Yeah. Red carpet In terms of what? Like as in your like your top three house tracks. Okay. Or house electro. I think one would have to be raining again. I I, I can't dispute yeah, it. And that's and that's purely off emotion too, right? It made me feel something. Yep. Um yep. two would be impressed. By Soli. Yeah. Because again, the emotions and the journey that you go on in one song was just Another level for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's hard to dispute Strobe. Yeah. It really well, I is. don't think you can dispute Strobe. I mean, yeah. Again, but we're coming from our perspective on what we like as that music. That was later too, Brad. It was. It, was. was it wasn't in the peak of I that era. It was 10, 11, 12. Yeah, so do I. Maybe. I'm even questioning whether he even played that at Stereo or something. He, he, I don't think he did. I'm going to say he didn't. No, I don't think he did. So that's like... Well, then it, it has to mean something, yeah? Because it's out of that... Yeah, the nostalgic part. Correct. Yes, that yes. That 5 to 10. Yes. I don't know, man. It's interesting. But do you also take into fact, like, with picking these, like, not only the emotions and nostalgia it brings back, but also, I guess, the kind of the music technicality of the song. A hundred percent. It's the most beautifully written oh, track. It's what, got strobe. Every, strobe. It's, yeah, it is. It's got everything. Not gonna do it. No, you can't. No, you, you, <laughs> you actually can't. brought it up to me. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, did Strobe? And uh, you're like, yeah. Because to me, when I hear that song, in, in its whole entire form, listening it to, from start to finish, right? It's, it's just. I'm going to show you it. It's just one of those songs. We're going to play it after this. Yeah, but it's just one of those songs that you appreciate every single element because everything just makes sense. 
Do you get me? Like, yeah. Even if you're oh, not a producer, even though you're not from the scene, you don't, you can, have, to you don't have to know music no, well to look at it and listen and go, wow. 100%. It's wow. like you listen to a good bass line. Do you mean it? Yeah. yeah. Rock song, right? It's yeah. just that sort of that. Yeah, I get you. Do you get me? Yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's just about everything. Yeah. It's ever encompassing of everything you want in a house track. It's the ultimate dance song. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what? It's not a song that you go out and at the start, like when it first kicks in, you're like, you couldn't play. What do I do with this? Like, no, but you, you can't. Couldn't, you could not play that in a club. No, it's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. It's a it's a producer's song. It's it's a yeah. It's 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 a festival song that you can end the night on. Oh, that's, massively. That's, that's, that's your dream. Could, oh, could you imagine being at an event and having that end? Imagine with that. You've been going since twelve from from twelve till ten. Yeah. And the last song of the night stroke. Yeah, I'm done. I'm who done. Been, wait, wait, been, been saying, saying that. I'm going to run been, through a fence. Who has been, like, <laughs> when you've gone to an event, right? Yeah. Who has been the standalone person who you've sort of, like, always thought of in regard to say that it's... Perfect close? The perfect close. Because we all know... Uh, like, that's open up, so main set, right? We all know main DJs and performers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who do you... Because you got to think about it, They've got pretty much the hardest... Because that's a, the last sort of moment that everyone will remember. Yeah. Now yeah. the event yeah. closes, right? Everyone yeah. remembers. Not many people will remember the start. Everyone yeah. will remember, remember. I don't. I don't event. remember closes at events. You don't remember closes? No. Nah. It's because you've been maggoted by the end of it? No, I, I was drunk, but I'd never be to the point where I don't remember who I'm seeing or what I'm seeing. The most emotional closing I've seen at an event was Swedish House yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. And their last song was um, Don't You Worry, John. Oh. But it started It started with the dance song, right? So the guitar and it's an emotional song. Mm. And then they go. And that's it. It's the last time you're going to see them. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. But then it goes into the acoustic version with like highlights of their career. Is that, then, yeah, but is that because you knew and everyone knew what that gig That's meant? why it stands out. Do you get that's me? what stands out to oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're saying what was the standout for me closing track, that's it. Yeah, and no, that makes sense. That's, makes sense. That's me. Yeah. For me, what that was. I, I can't definitively say. Like, I, I honestly don't know. Like, mm. I have a lot of recollections of moments in the, like, full energy, yeah. high tempo. Like, this is nuts. Like, I can't. Like, again, it all comes back to Daft Punk for me. Oh, see, I never made it to Daft Punk. Yeah, it was amazing. Why? Why? Because I went on a trip to Hawaii. Oh, I do remember that. I do remember that. And Debs will kill me about oh. this. So I'll put on record. Right? <laughs> Shit. Like, yeah, we went there and I because I went with ads and we came back and it was that weekend that we left to get out of Hawaii that Daft Punk was on. And I regret it because of the fact that during that time was been. Nah, you would have gone midweek, man. It was a Thursday. Oh, I went a Thursday night, mate. It would have. Yeah, I heard it was something like. It was unreal. It's the most next level performance I've ever seen. And in you my know, life. and I wasn't. I wasn't in love with Daft Punk. Like, like I appreciated them, but I wasn't in love with them. I don't think yeah. But how much did that take? It was it just to the killer because there's a couple of masked dudes that have just been a part of that electronic scene for so, so, so long. Yeah, so yeah, iconic. Yeah, yeah, we were, we were in that scene, so we had to go there and watch yeah. it. I felt what? Yeah. What, I don't know what, I mean. but, what was I going to bring up? Do you know, I played a TV in 05 or something, 06, yeah, for $20 entry before he elevated himself to the next level. Wow. And then he got in a fucking punch on a Cuba. Wow. Why? 
He got into a punch. Hey, does that surprise you with him? And he got kicked out, yeah? Why? He's going, I'm dead now. Yeah, you're dead. Swear to God, true story. No shit. Yeah, that's how it is. Just goss around the crowd. Goss around the crowd. Hard <laughs> cunt. Hard cunt. Make up, make up, make up. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, that's for ah. me. $20 he paid. You, had to, you could pay to go and watch Dead Mouse play. Okay. Well, again, I just want to thank you guys for being a part of this. Yeah, definitely. It's actually been awesome. Can we do it yeah. again in 12 months? Yeah, if you yeah. want. Why 12 months? Can we do it again in three weeks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you want. But can we then talk about Wait, can I? Wait, before we end, yes, like, can, yeah, I, can yeah, I ask you something? Yeah, right? yeah. Remember when I sent you a text, or I talk, we spoke about this last night, right? About why you don't, or you're not pursuing what oh. you ever did and you put a halt to it, right? Mm-hmm. I never, I never, like, I understand, obviously, from personal. We've touched base on it. Go, continue. No, because but people like, want to know what you're talking about. No, because, like, so I asked Dean why, or I'd say closer to the end of when you sort of. Hung up the boots and stopped doing gigs. Why? Why? Why didn't you pursue it? Why am I not doing it anymore? Yeah, like why aren't you doing it anymore? Like, well, I'm 32, yeah. Yep. And I, through my whole DJ career, I worked. Yeah, I worked. You did. Like a lot of the DJs back in my day, they didn't work, man. They yeah. they DJ. Yeah, so Monday, but you could have lived off what you made from gigs on a weekend back then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Monday to Friday, they did nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, and I had I had a job, so and then my job progressed and it got it got more demanding. Yeah, more yeah, demanding, yeah. and I got more involved in the business. And it was 2016, yeah, and I remember it, man. And I lost the love for it. You like you were saying before, I lost that love, man. Like, but was there actually, a a factor that caused you to lose your love for it? No, nah, Brad, I went to gigs not wanting to be at the gig. Right. Purely was going there to make money. Do you think yeah. that's because your priorities were elsewhere now? Mm. No, nah, it was the scene changed and I couldn't handle that. Yeah, okay. As a as a that's lover valid. of that as a lover of that that era that we in that we were in, I hung on to it and I hoping that it'd always be like yeah, that. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't evolve. I tried to evolve but I didn't because it wasn't in me, yeah. So trying to trying to do something that I didn't want to do, it was fucking me head. Okay. It was fucking my head, and there was demand for no. You need to make music. This New way. age kind of you stuff. You need to do it. Yeah. And I got, I got to the point where I couldn't do it. Yeah? Okay. And then Steph fell pregnant, and for me, I was like, "Well, that's it. I'm done." Yeah. Like, once, once we hit six months pregnant, I'm done. Yeah. Because I don't want to, I don't want to be going. Me personally, yeah. Everyone else is different. I don't want to be going out at three in the morning and I've got kids at home. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, that's fair. And why is that getting home at four thirty? They don't know. Yeah. And I don't want. I didn't want that. And I said that from. I pretty much said that from a young age. Yeah. Once I have kids, I'm going to stop. Right. Don't get me wrong. I played the odd gig here and there once Roman was born. Yeah. When, but early gigs, well, they were day yeah. gigs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. me and Steph would knock off and like drop him off at his grandparents' house and we'll go. I'll still do that. We would still do that now. Yeah. But COVID. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why, man. Yeah, fair I enough. That. And I got to gigs and I didn't want to be there, bro. And I was getting anxiety being up behind these crowds that just didn't feed off to, you. Yeah. yeah. And I, it just, it, it's a bit like footy players, man. When they lose that, I'll bring it back to footy because that's my other passion. Because <laughs> I was a gun footy player. No, green budgets. Um, no, they, but they lose that. They lose that passion, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I 
just lost it. Yeah, it's just crazy enough. to think like how you put it that way, where you have some things. Like I know a, a good mate of mine. Um, yeah. I worked with him. Well, he worked with me at JB for a while. Yeah. Um, he's been DJing for like 20, 30 years, and still going now. Still going. Um, still going. Uh, now. Michael T. Who? Michael T. Michael he was T. um he was part of Tribal Kings for a while. Michael yeah, T. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, and they yeah, went. And they went. They they worked at JB as well. I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it's the same people. He but was the he was the only one. I'm pretty sure of that group that works at, that worked at JB. Yeah. Um. Because he was part of a trio for Tribal Kings. Um. But yeah, it's just surprising like how you put it now. How you kind of like scene changes. You kind of lose your love for it and stuff. How these guys can, like, still so keep still it going doing. and still keep the love. He's still DJing. Yeah. No, he's still going now. Like, I think he's um he's DJing at. Uh, uh, I think last I heard he was doing Blue Diamond. Blue Diamond. Pretty sure you're still See, would when the boys get older, I would, and I've said this to Steph, yeah, I would actually get up and I would go and do those 9 to 11 Random gigs. Yeah. Bro, if you said to me every Saturday night you had to play 9 to 11 Let's at, do it. at a gig, a gig 9 to 11. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah. It's just In maybe two years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. once yeah. my boys are a little bit older. Yeah. But now it's not, um, do you feel the same? Yeah, 100% I feel the same. Like, yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where you you get so many signs, yeah. right? Yeah, you, you get so many signs man. telling you, you hey, man, like, You're do done. you belong here? You're done. To the, to the yeah. point where it's just like, even though as much as you love it, yeah. do you keep on, not? it's not pursuing it anymore because what are you pursuing, right? Yeah. You're not pursuing You're not gigs, happy. You're not happy. You're not pursuing yeah, gigs no, anymore, 100%. right? Yeah. So then what is it? It's just like, are you just doing it just to feel like, what does it do for you? Yeah. For you to keep on going, right? Yeah. Well, I've got, oh, I know mates that, that still are doing that, right? And, I, and like, I'd go and do the odd gig as well. Like you said, if yeah. it was an early gig, I'd yeah. go and do it, yeah. right? Because the same sort of reason why you don't do it is because being a dad, you know, you feel uncomfortable sort of like, and you feel guilt sort of like, because it's just like, you're you're a father, and it's just like you're leaving your family, you're leaving your yeah, kids. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, and, and I couldn't pack two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't pick up my stuff, man. Yeah, and personally, yeah, that's it's just me. I couldn't pick up my stuff and say, "See you, Steph. See you, kids." It's hard. Yeah, like it's. I'll see you tomorrow at a limited capacity because I'm going to be fucked from tonight. Yeah, yeah. Right. not yeah. even drunk or no, yeah, yeah, just tired. Just tired. Yeah. And that's not the best. That's not the best person on because you're not yeah. to change. Yeah, we're part of your priorities have changed. I guess yeah. it's, that, it's just it's that standard. You know, life gets in the way. Sort of yeah, thing, man. You know? And don't get me wrong. Like, we get the itch. Yeah, we get the itch is never going to go. Yeah, of course it does. For me, I once you've wanna, had a taste for it, I just want to be at Dex in the garage and just have a jam Play, for two yeah. hours. I don't do that. We want to do like I want to do that. I'm yeah. sure you want to do that. Hundred percent. And we probably need to do that more. But in terms of going to clubs and gigging, nah, nah. Yeah. Because it's changed. Like, it's changed, man. The community's changed, I feel. And it's just like the whole entire... Yeah, the community's The community's too, different, man. And it's not a community. It's a defining factor in why the scene's changed. 100%. I, I, should, I wouldn't even call it a community because it's just like... No, it's what's not. Your, what's your comment? Like, going when we started going out, we used the, the early stages of gigging. You, it's not like to say that you knew everyone or everyone knew who you were. 
No, but you knew everyone. Oh, everyone knew each other. How right? many times just... did you go to platform and you'd be fucking shaking hands with a hundred people before you even got to the fucking dance yeah, 100%, floor? Hundred percent. Yeah. You've said a lot of two hundred people before you get a drink. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. In the line. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you knew sake. The bounces, man. Yeah. That, was, that was the biggest factor for me. It was a lot sort of ease up on that because it's just like the DJing to people who a not to say that you deserve a certain amount of respect or like attention. Mm, yeah. But back then it was just like you DJed because you knew the people that were listening on the other end actually enjoyed appreciated and loved the music. Yeah. And they appreciated every single bit of work that you did to try and get that track or that remix or whatever it is that yeah. you did. Yeah. Now it's just like said the attention span is just like it's not there. It's not there. I remember playing a gig like in the last year and this freaking got like this is when I turned around and I was just like easy right? Some, 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 like, a, I wouldn't say they were teenagers, but I reckon they were early 20s, early 20s. Yeah. The start of the night, it was like 10 to 11 slot, right? Yeah. So I was just warming up, right? Yeah. Then freaking I heard over my shoulder a pack of guys, kids I call them, right? <laughs> Turn around and be like, oh my god, this is too slow. <laughs> This is too fucking slow. At 10, 10 o'clock and like ten o'clock. And, and that's the other thing. There was no slow. respect now. No, yeah, no, no, no respect. Slow. They didn't give a fuck. No filter. It was too slow. So then I was just like, oh fuck this. Like, what do we do? And I'm just like, fuck it. Let's just play a freaking banging tune, right? That no one knew, but it was still a bang that we knew, of, right? Yeah. Middle, middle through that, middle way through through that song. Then I hear another like group of guys over my shoulder. Oh my gosh, they're playing this at ten thirty. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, it was too hard. What then. do you want me to do? do it got too hard, and that's why for me it was just like you're taking away the element of why we have a DJ there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Have something there at your disposal to say that we're just a fucking jukebox. Yeah. And don't go yeah. Do you get me? Yeah, and it's yeah. so true. For me, it was so turning true. Point, right. For me, it was turning point. You played a song because you knew we were going to get a certain reaction. Yeah. yeah. You're right, and you knew it. Like maybe this is what the crowd need. Nick, like. When I say now, during that gig, it was just like, man, I hit a hit a point where it's just like, whatever you do, you're never, you could always never make everyone happy in the room. No, yeah. no, but, that's but a given. You could still get everyone on your side. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. yeah. To the point where you, you physically wasn't shown or demonstrated in front of you to say that these people did not like what you played. Yeah, right? yeah. But now it's so, like you said, there's no filter. It's just like, what do you want me to do? It's 10 o'clock, right? And it plays on your mind. And it plays on your mind. The rest right? of the as set. Much, yeah, as much as it's you, unenjoyable. As many things as you've done, right? That one person could just dictate what, what the rest of the set is. How you felt about it. Just like, yeah, man. Yeah. What do I play? And it's just like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. No. Yeah. I should be no. here for the enjoyment no, yeah. and love and that's of that's why we got into it, man. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. That. 100%. You could mix a track right now with your eyes closed, right? Without all the freaking technology to help you beat match, right? And do it, right? But then at this certain point when I was DJ, I was just like, I questioned myself, right? Because it's just like, doing? these kids don't like what I'm playing. Fuck, they're going to be disappointed throughout the whole entire set. Yeah. It's just like, if I can't pull in now, then it's just a train wreck going down you. Because what am yeah. I play? Someone's going to like, someone's not going to like. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, yeah, that was, I'd say that was the reason why I sort of turned around. I was just like, yeah. fair no, enough. Man, this is the, you're taking the love out of it. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Well, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. On. Thank you. Thanks, guys. That's been fucking awesome. Good on your cadence. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence. Good on you, Lockie. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks George. <laughs> Thanks. And round it out. All right. Uh, I'll just do the old plug again. If you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to go like and subscribe us on Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, iTunes, and whatever other podcast platform you use. You can also follow us on our social medias on Instagram, Rebels Without a Clue 03, Twitter, Rebels Without a 1, and Facebook, Rebels Without a Clue Podcast. Boom!
And I did it without ripples, without a clue this time. Thank fuck. Oh, fucking hell. You got Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. And until next time, guys, fucking... Ah! Ah!